Welcome to Choose Views with Richard Chu. Get ready to dive into a world of insightful conversations and thought-provoking discussions. As progressives, our job is to have an all-inclusive, full-on assault with all of our players. A show that will focus on moving our political, social, economic, gender, and cultural conversation forward. And all of our players means all of our players. It's Choose Views. And now, here's your host, Richard Chu. Here we go, Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning to everybody. I hope it's a uh, happy Wednesday. Are we, uh, are we plugged in? I feel like I'm echoing. Okay, there we go. All right, much better. Morning, everybody. How you doing? Wednesday morning. Hope everyone's doing well. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my man Henry and I are in here talking about library cards and, uh, and reading a lot. Uh, so, um, we are off to another great show and, um, got some things I want to, we got a lot that we can cover today. <laughs> a lot's happened in the last 24 hours, and most certainly, uh, we're going to talk about as much as we can. The number is 773-763-9278. Uh, so right out of the gate, uh, some local things I wanted to share with you guys. Is funds are being raised to open uh, the country's deepest swimming pool on the north side of Chicago. Um, some people say yes, some people say no that in terms of if it will work or not. But uh, within four years, the country's deepest swimming pool, approximately 130 feet, is planned for north Chicago. It will allow um, wheelchair users uh, to stand on their own two feet inside of a, uh, um, in the pool and, and be able to, to have that access. Um, for more than 25 years, Jim Elliott of Downers Grove has taught scuba diving to people with disabilities. And um, he's uh, really exciting, excited, I should say, about this opportunity to allow folks who have that, um, for lack of better words, disability um, or have disabilities to be able to get in the water safely, stand up, dive in and feel like they're their own superhero. So how cool is that? Um, tomorrow, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, Dino Miliatis will be on with us. I'm excited about that. Uh, he is a, um, I'm, I don't want to spoil his thunder, but uh, he's currently, and you guys may have seen him before on Oprah, um, read, a, read some of his articles on Forbes, uh, Crane's Chicago Business, People Magazine. But um, he's a Chicagoan that has had a number of things happen in his life. But he's currently the spokesperson for, uh, op- uh, excuse me, for opioid aid. Um, it's a data and science-based company that's harnessing the power of AI to help combat uh, the opioid epidemic. So I'll be excited to have him on tomorrow morning and. Um, slightly divergent from some of the things that we normally hit in the political scope, but um, uh, we were connected by a mutual friend, and and I and I saw what Dino's doing, and I thought, wow, this is something. You know, the opioid epidemic is something that we all are aware of, and um, I've watched a couple of the um, shows. Uh, Dope sick is what just comes to mind immediately, and there's others that just lean into that. Um, and, excuse me, I think a lot of people will benefit from what their company is going to be doing and certainly what Dino will have to talk about tomorrow. So he'll be on um, in the second half of the first hour. Some other local things that are happening in Chicago. One of the largest hotels uh, is changing hands in a big uh, half-billion-dollar deal. Hotel giant Marriott International will purchase the Sheraton Grand Chicago in Streeterville. So that's right there at Columbus, right at the uh, uh, the river uh, when you cross over the river, uh, it's there on the east side of uh, the bridge. 
Um, so apparently that's being purchased by Marriott for $300 million, and they plan to put an additional $200 million or spend an additional $200 million for the land. Um, and that's probably in accordance with how um, the land rights are settled there. But um, this was a venture that uh, initially was part of the Tishman Group out of New York, and I guess now um, we're going to have uh, some updates and upgrades and all that. So it'll be nice to see. It'll be a Marriott property. I'm pretty sure they're going to – I don't know if they're going to change a name or not, but um, I always like to kind of keep you guys posted on certain things that are happening in and around the Chicagoland area. And speaking of another uh, Chicago giant, American Airlines. Now, nobody throw anything. But American Airlines is raising its baggage fees, and some of you may already be aware of that. Um, they're raising the cost to check bags, and it's showing that um, they are their fees last year grew to an estimated thirty-three uh, billion dollars. Uh, that's a lot of money to to uh, to gain in their. I don't know. Ever need to charge us to check a bag? But it is what it is, um, and so. In 2022, according to this report, uh, the total baggage fee fees that were collected by all airlines was up by 15 percent, um, and that's you know that exceeded what was projected post pandemic. But that being said, just uh, letting you guys know, uh, American Airlines is going to be raising their baggage fees, so do not be shocked. Um, and I'm not exactly sure; didn't say in the report that I read when that is going to actually kick in. But just some updates of things that are happening in and around the wonderful city of Chicago. And uh, like I said, we're going to have our guest tomorrow morning in the second um, um, the second half of the first hour, uh, Dino Miliatis, and I'm looking forward to chatting with him about some of the things that are coming our way uh, with the work that he's doing with uh, opioid aid. Um, but man, oh man, oh man, what a morning. Um, you know, if you, if you pay attention to any of the news and you'll, you'll hear some things that I'm going to bring you guys today, uh, lots has happened. So, uh, we'll, we will lean into that today. Um, my, my Richard morning weather report, it looks like, um, today won't be as sunny as it has been the past five days. It was sunny on, uh, partially sunny on Friday last week and over the weekend and Monday and Tuesday of this week so far, but, um, going to be partly cloudy today. So those of you who are commuting, just be mindful of that. And uh, But we should reach the, the highs are going to be in the upper 50s today. So this is, uh, I pulled out of the garage and I thought, okay, so are we living in Chicago or are we living in a, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the temperature that would be in, in San Francisco right now? And I talked to a couple of people who are out there or connected with a couple of people that, that are in the Bay Area. And uh, one one of my um, associates said it's warmer in Chicago than it is in, in, in the Bay Area. But they're catching hell right now with their weather in California in general. So um, hopefully that um, kind of cleans itself up. So, uh, gosh, we're going to talk about Purple Plan today. We're going to talk about, um, I didn't get a chance to hit that yesterday, but I definitely want to bring that to you guys. The Purple Plan, also known as the Purple, the Prince, I, I won't say it this way, but the, the, the Purple Plan, I'll just keep it there. Um, I almost slipped and said something that may not be appropriate, but that being said, um, we're going to talk a little bit about some election um, items. We're going to talk uh, certainly about um, 
what I like to call stupid voices. And you guys will see what I mean by that um, as we get into that segment. But for now, um, the number is 773-763-9278. And um, when we talk, uh, we talked yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked yesterday about the um, the percentages of dollars or percentages of um, GDP that countries are that are part of NATO are required to, or at least in terms of their loose agreement to, to spend or to contribute to uh, to NATO, and um, that was something I wanted to bring you guys because I got a little pushback last Friday when I spoke about the importance of making sure that Ukraine is properly funded to the best of our ability. Um, but that's why I wanted to bring some details so you guys could see that countries like Poland, uh, Greece, uh, Estonia, Lithuania, Finland, Romania, Hungary, Latvia, uh, the UK, and Slovakia are right there at the tipping point, and so they are. Sorry, Donald Trump. They are, you know, making their contributions. All of those countries, except for France, are above the two percent. <clears throat> excuse me, contribution number of their GDP. So, um, you know, the the fact that that that's happening and the way in which Trump tried to make it sound like those countries weren't doing their part uh, is highly uh, inaccurate. So, I missed a couple of um, um, shout outs and birthdays for people that have passed away. Um, good trouble, John Lewis. Um, his birthday was yesterday, born in 1940. And, um, one of my favorite actors, performers, um, also, uh, Gregory Hines, um, uh, birthday was yesterday. So, uh, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. So shout outs to those late, great, um, Americans, uh, and, um, also my tip of the hat to two black Americans during this black during this month, which is Black History Month. Um, guys, we're going to hit this first break. The number is seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. I'm Richard Chu, and this is Chu's Views. We'll be right back. You're listening to Chu's Views with Richard Chu on WCPT eight twenty Chicago's Progressive Talk. Hey guys, uh, we're back. 773-763-9278. Shout out to our Facebook Live folks. Uh, thanks to you, as always, and also uh, the WCPT SoundCloud, uh, where you can catch previous shows. So um, if you can't check, if you can't, if you miss something here live, then you can certainly catch those shows there, and you can certainly watch us on Facebook Live. So uh, one of the other things that I wanted to mention in terms of local things that are happening, um, in case you guys are interested, obviously we talked about the primaries. Uh, March 19th, uh, but next week, um, the uh, Alderwoman Pat Dow, the third ward, which is the ward that um, that we live in, is having a get-together, fundraiser, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, next, uh, let's see, the 27th would be next Tuesday, yeah, next Tuesday, from 6 to 8 p.m. at 1312 South Wabash, um, if you want to stick your head in there, you might want to check that out. Um, and uh, see what she's got to say about the city of Chicago and, of course, our ward, but more uh, more broadly the city of Chicago and the greater Cook County. So I think it might be worth um, checking that out, whether you're in her district or in her ward, I should say, or not. Um, the other thing, too, that, that um, I want to just mention briefly, you guys should um, take, the, take the time to see what's happening with your in your ward as it relates to whoever your alderman or older person is. Um, and see if they have any events coming about. If they do, you know, as I said, stick your head in there, find out what you can do to help with those events and, and be involved. And that's something I'm going to talk about in more detail when we get into the, to the Purple Plan. 
All right. So leaning into some things that, uh, that, that have happened. So yesterday, um, the, one of the big conversation points was the fact that the person that the Republicans had been pushing forward as their star superstar, you know, witness in the Hunter Biden investigation was found to not only be, um, not reputable, but even worse, found to be a person that has uh, more than a dotted line to Russia's, once again, meddling and needling and involvement in our politics and in our elections. So listen, I know that the United States has done its dirty work when it comes to affecting other countries and affecting what those countries do. I know that. Okay, we've got the data to back it up. Um, in this particular case, what we're talking about is a, we're talking about false information. We're talking about lies. We're talking about, uh, corruption coming, uh, corruption in the process of trying to, to, uh, prosecute Hunter Biden as an indirect way of getting at his father, our president, Joe Biden. And so many people, what comes to mind is when Hillary Clinton said, um, you know, years ago that it's a, a far right wing conspiracy and it hasn't stopped. It's still there. We're still seeing it. I mean, and let, let's just, you know, I, I saw this great quote that, that, um, and I, I got to find it, but I'll, I'll muddle through it right now that, um, you know, Demo- uh, Republicans are all about conspiracies and, you know, Democrats are about helping, uh, they're, they're helping the country. And I said yesterday that, that part of the reason, and I get this, this question is always out there, you know, as to why Democrats, um, I'm sorry, why, why do Republicans and to some extent the mainstream media always have these crazy people on to talk about various things, always have these conspiracy, conspiracy theories and all these other things to prosecute and just to create the word that I use was chaos. Well, I think back to when I was a kid watching Rocky and Bullwinkle and, uh, and, and Natasha and that whole thing. That was, you know, chaos was part of their conversation. When I watched Get Smart, it was about chaos, you know, and then you link that up to the situation with Hunter Biden and it's chaos. Once again, it's chaos. And in this case, chaos is linked to Russia. And so everybody sits back and like, oh, my God, they're clutching their pearls. Oh, my God, I can't. No, we've been trying to tell you. There are monsters in the closet. Eric Grant and I say this all the time on the family meeting. We've been saying for decades there's monsters in the closet. And we can use that for and apply that to a lot of conversations. And in this case, we said to people, there's monsters in the closet. And we've been saying that monsters are under the bed. Now monsters are in bed. And in this case, Russia is involved yet once again in trying to tear down our country. And the maggots are so juiced up on drinking the Kool-Aid that they're not going to, how many of them are going to see through this and see that once again, MAGA, you have been duped. And in this case, you didn't just get duped by 45. You got duped by your own congressional leaders who took forth, took forward a, um, a trial. And, I, and, and, and now I understand even more why Hunter Biden wanted to have this be pub, in public rather than behind closed doors. Because he knew that there was some, as my father used to say, I can't use the four-letter word, but it begins with an S and it ends with a, a T. There's some of that in the game. 
And clearly that was, that's been the case. And so for all these people who are running around saying, you know, Hunter Biden is bad and he took all this money, each and every witness, and that is the truth that they tried to bring forward. And now their key superstar witness is got connections to the Kremlin. So come on, y'all. If you get into a conversation with somebody, if you're talking to somebody that's on the right, let me let me let me tighten this up. That's MAGA and on the right and unwilling to say that the things that are happening to to Hunter Biden should be happening. I got to do is just, you know, get yourself a little index card and write the word on there. Chaos and underneath Russia and then just flash it in front of them. You don't have to say anything. Just flash the card. Make, write it. You probably have better handwriting than I do. Write out a card that says chaos, Russia. And when someone comes to you with this garbage about Hunter Biden and his damn laptop, just flash your card. Make one for yourself today. Go to, the, go, go, go to, go to Walgreens or go wherever and just get yourself a little packet of, of index cards <laughs> right on there and share them with your friends. Chaos, Russia. Come on. I mean, I just, when I heard it, it was brewing starting Mondays when it, I think it first got released, Henry, but as it started to brew uh, this week, and then we find, I mean, it was actually it was over the weekend that this dude was incredible, that he had lied. But then as it, I mean, it just escalated in the last two days that it was, it's beyond him lying. It's, 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 it's not even a dotted line as I like to use. It's kind of a solid line to the Kremlin. So. I'm I'm drilling down on this because I want folks, I want those of us who are progressives to get this. This is our opportunity because there's something else going on that it, as I see it, is a wonderful opportunity to merge something up against um, elections. So here we go. There are 20 plus Republicans um, leaning to leave or not run for, from what I understand, uh, their next term in the House of Representatives, not in the Senate. There may be a couple in the Senate. So if that's the case and there are going to be um, Republicans that are leaving or not looking to, to, to run again, and I'd like you guys to call in on this one because this is an important one as I talk about taking back the House, keeping the Senate and growing it if possible, and obviously reelecting uh, the Biden-Harris ticket. But this is an opportunity for the Democratic uh, leadership to say, you know what, these may be some red areas, but let's go in here and see what we can grab. You know, these are some purple areas. Let's go in here and see what we can do, do see what we can do to get some of those people to move to the center. And, and, I, and I don't want the Democratic leadership, Jamie Harrison as the head of the DNC, to sleep on this. Because if you think about this, and I hope you hear, you're hearing me um, Chairman Harris, I hope you're listening to this show right now because I'm speaking to you directly. This is an opportunity. Again, keep in mind, I'm sticking with what I've said because I believe in this. Let's take care of the foundation. Okay, let's get our base in order. But in the places where there's some purple seats and maybe even some red seats where folks are just tired of this craziness and this chaos and not getting things done, not getting uh, bills brought to the floor versus this kind of insanity. Let's see if we can get some of those seats so that the House of Representatives can be taken back by the Democrats and get some stuff done. 
Because and I'll, I'm I'm telling you, as I've said before, President Biden's going to need a sane house in the in the in this reelection. Once he's reelected, he's going to need a sane House of Representatives. So, guys, listen. This um, don't sleep on this, Dems, and we as as voters can't sleep on this opportunity. If there are that number of Republicans that are stepping away, then my goodness, we've got to we've got to do the work to get those seats secured. Try to flip some and try to move the centers to the to the left. So I just had to say that because I, when I was looking at the reports and the information on it, I thought, gosh, you know, our, I, I, even I slip into the, the every now and again, ask the question, will MAGA ever wake up? And I don't know if they will, if they won't, but they definitely are just getting hoodwinked all over the place. So, you know, guys, that's a that's a that's the that's the part of being responsible as a as a progressive that we have to really take on, which is to make sure that when there's an opportunity like this, that we really lean into it. And, it, and it's not difficult to do, um, but, you know, my job is to try to provide you guys with some uh, information that can help you um, uh, lean into these things. Um, so that being said, I wanted to just touch on that one. It was, it was, it was bugging the heck out of me yesterday, and I thought, I got to talk about this one. Um, so listen, we, um, as we talk about Trump, and you guys probably heard the, the, some of this commentary uh, that we are we're, we're all kind of dancing around his ever present need to be um, to be relevant. And as we get closer and closer to what will probably inevitably be him as a nominee, whether he's been convicted uh, or whether he's on trial, have been convicted um, or potentially in jail. Um, at the end of the day, the the voters make all the difference when it comes to this. But you can't be deceived by some of the sound bites that are out there. And, and this is so my, my little bit of um, advice to everyone in terms of this is do more than just just uh, read the short bits that you see on social media or fall into the uh, what do I want to call it? Just uh, being caught up with the sound bites because the sound bites don't give you the substance that you need to have a better understanding of what's coming out of uh, 45's mouth. The sound bites are designed to, um, in some cases, just get people riled up, not necessarily be things that have any content behind them. So sometimes you have to see, the, see and or read the entire piece um, so that you have a better understanding of the foundation of where the, his craziness is coming from. Um, and that I, I believe when you do that, not only do you be, you become less reactive, but you're also kind of in the same uh, vein. Don't waste your time on something that you should be you shouldn't be reacting to. Um, so, you know, just just a little bit of word of advice, because and you'll hear this again. There's going to be lots and lots and lots of um, sound bites coming out and bits of information coming out from 45 that are simply designed to get you riled up and off your out of focus is maybe a better way of putting it. So just had to lead into this election, um, or not, not election stuff, but um, the Hunter Biden stuff as it relates to uh, how we can go about potentially getting some of these seats. And um, if that number is real and it's going to be close to 20 Republicans that are leaving or not uh, looking to get reelected or going to run for reelection. Um, gosh, what a huge opportunity. Um, gosh, wow, that break snuck up on us pretty quickly. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. And we are back, guys. Welcome to this midday hump day Wednesday. Um, gosh, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at some of the things that pop up on uh, on social media, and and it's uh, it's always what's the word I want to use? Um, uh, it's eye opening. Is probably the best way I'll put it, um, because most of the time the things that I get from the various social media outlets are uh, positive about what we're doing from a progressive position, but every now and again there'll be someone that'll slide in a, a little bit of. Um, not uh, maybe pause is not the right word. It's it's forward thinking, um, but every now and again there'll be something that that pops up that's a little crazy. So uh, when I was talking in the first segment about um, my guest tomorrow, Dino, um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I think the movie was. Did I say it was Dope Sick? Talk, yeah. Okay. Cool. So Dope Sick is a, is the uh, is the movie that I was talking about that you guys should check out. Um, and there are others that are out there, but uh, he'll he'll lean into that on um, tomorrow morning. Um, so. One of the things that that um, I've been been paying attention to, but trying to figure out how to lean into. So this is this is how I'm going to approach it, and this is something that um, in this conversation right now about voting and who's going to vote for whom in in the upcoming election, uh, there are groups that are that I think are being um, maybe dissected a little bit. And and let me let me try to just get to the point because I, I want to what I, I'll label this as um, stupid voices. Okay, what are my what are my views of stupid voices? And by the way, the number is seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Give us a shout. So, over the last few weeks and months, um, there's a couple of voices that have, based on how they've been brought onto certain shows, and how they've spoken, and how they've interviewed people when they had folks on their shows or their podcast or whatever, have been somewhat viewed as the um, the voices of certain groups. Now, I can only speak to, I shouldn't say only, I can speak credibly to one group, and that's that of black men, because I am one. So, I will say this. Um, recently, there's been a couple of people, and you heard their names, that have spoken or been, been on certain shows and I will just tell you, they don't speak for all black men in America. And in, and in, and in many ways, they, they speak for a very small segment. And those two people who I really have said, you guys just have to, have to mind your P's and Q's. And I'm doing everything I can to not sound like I'm slamming, but I'm going to ultimately get there. Um, Charlemagne is not the God. Okay, so I'm just going to, I've been, you know, there's a part of me that always is thinking, you know, say, be nice. But in this case, um, the, some of the things that are coming out of Charlemagne the God's mouth are not um, in any way relevant or pertinent, but frankly accurate. And in, in his way of describing, you know, what's really going on with the real black men or the, the brothers from, that really, you know, know what's happening. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down with that. I'm just, I'm not, I always, when I, when I'm thinking about someone that I'm going to lay some criticism on, I always think, what would I actually say to them face to face rather than be, you know, being a keyboard warrior or a microphone warrior. If I saw or met 
Charlemagne the God, which is not his real name, and I saw it the other day, and I should have written it down, but you all know what I'm talking about. I would ask him, what is it that he thinks that is wrong with the Democratic Party if he's got such an issue with the Democratic Party? And I'd want to know from him, not when he's talking to people to try to impress them, I'd want to know what... Uh, bless you. <laughs> Henry just sneezed. Um, I'd want to know specifically what is it that he feels that the Democratic Party is doing wrong that's directly impacting his life. Because when he speaks, he speaks as though he is a voice for all of black America. But I've watched him in a way that is somewhat hypocritical in how he treats those who he's had on his show. And I'll just speak of something that's that happened a, a, a while back or back in 2023, um, and then that happened just recently um, with two different politicians. He had on um, Vice President Harris on his show, and he was just, he was rude. He leaned in hard and, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't let her ask, uh, answer questions, was throwing out the possibility that President Biden should drop her from the ticket and replace her with somebody else, um, rudely. Now, she doesn't get any deference, but respect is always going to be important. I felt he was disrespectful to her. So that's not how I would treat someone that's a guest um, that, uh, that is our vice president of the United States. Okay. The second thing that he did recently, and I've talked about this, I've mentioned it slightly before, is that he spoke, he had Nikki Haley on her show, on his show a few weeks ago when, when this conversation around the height of... Um, the um, the statement she made about racism or, or not being a racist country and what was the start the cause for the start of the Civil War. And in that interview, he gave her kind of a flat platform where she could just kind of go on and basically turned it into a commercial about her belief about racism and the Civil War. And in both of those in, in both of those cases, um, the person who's presenting himself as being the voice of black America didn't really lean into the thing that's affected his life significantly as a black American. And I thought that, you know, it was just a it was really a poor way to, to speak on something that he really doesn't, um, in my opinion, isn't that well read on. Or if he is, he's not showing it. And I would say to people who uh, want to have this conversation about, you know, uh, racism our country's not a racist country or uh, our country, the, the reasons that, that we went to war in terms of the Civil War, I would say that you might want to look at some of the documents that someone like uh, um, a, a Dr. Um, Henry Louis Gates is able to come up with when he does a historical on someone to show, in fact, that their family, their ancestors were enslaved. And I was watching the segment last night, um, and it he was um, he leaned into the fact that you know many times, and we don't have data to show people would currently that slavery enslavement did happen. And here are the records. Here are the here are the actual lists that show the number of people that were owned by uh, that were enslaved and owned by uh, their masters. And you know, I just. Sometimes I think that the voices that are out there don't look at certain data before they decide to make a statement or interview someone on a subject matter. And that's what, you know, what I'm talking about is Dr. Gates had Tracy Morgan on 
and he went back the necessary number of years to come up with the data to show that his family members, meaning uh, Tracy Morgan's, um, were enslaved. And he and he and, um, and he pulled up the seventy some people that this particular plantation owner and, and, and slaver had. And I'm, I I match that up with the irresponsible comments that came out of the mouth of Nikki Haley. And I said, maybe someone should present that to her to show what the country really, how the country really was founded and what the country really did do. And when someone like Charlemagne the God has her on, um, maybe he should see those documents too so that he's not so um, irresponsible with how he handles those interviews. And, you know, I, 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 it was one of those roaming thoughts and my brain went, you know, what's the data say? And then how does this impact how I, how I look at it? And I just have to say that he's just not, he, he's giving, he's been giving a platform on venues and on shows that I think are, um, promoting a narrative that just isn't accurate. And I, I just feel like I had to say something about that, whether you agree with me or not. And another person who's been, and for a while, it's been pretty solid in some of the things that he's been saying, um, but has kind of taken this, you know, right turn politically or certainly um, in his views is Killer Mike. Now, I did Killer Mike, but damn, he's got a he's he's got a, you know, you you're you're allowed to say what you're going to say, but you got to deal with the consequences for saying it. And that Dr. King was of that mindset. He knew that he was going to say some things that would bite people in the behind. But he was also willing and he gave his life for saying them. But you can't think that just because you have a voice and I have to take this responsibility on and I do, um, that you aren't going to come under a certain amount of criticism. And I've, I feel it's, in, it's important that guys that look like me, whether you agree with me or not, when someone like a Charlemagne the God or Killer Mike say something that's not representative, as, and I'm speaking the, about this in terms of black men, but I say this to our Hispanic brothers. I say this to our Asian brothers, Middle Eastern brothers, and the list goes on, our Native American brothers. If it's not representative of what you think or believe, you've got to step up and say something about it. And these two guys in the last few weeks and months have been saying some things that I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not square with. And um, I just, it's, been, it's been something that's been on my mind. And it's, they've both been kind of allowed to slip through the cracks and they've been on shows that they, I feel like they've been given a platform to speak about something that if they don't know it, if they don't know about it, they should, but they're presenting it as they are the experts in a category. And before we hit this break, there's one more person that I have got to, um, I gotta, I gotta get after. And, and this is recent and you guys that listen and follow progressive conversations probably heard or saw this. And that was the absolute insanity that came out of the mouth of Ezra Klein about what the Democratic, what the Democrats should do in this election cycle. And it's like some of these guys have such a problem with President Biden's age. And, you know, you would think that someone like Ezra Klein, who has been known for having a worst case scenario, middle um, perspective, for him to say what he said about the Dems should go to the to the um, to the convention and basically have a brokered convention and President Biden should step down and they should, you know, um, elect a person or select a person that, you know, that weekend of the of the DNC 
Um, it just, I just thought, that's another dude. I want to have a face-to-face conversation with him and ask him, what the hell are you thinking? Do you really, are you that privileged and comfortable right now, Ezra and Charlemagne and Killer Mike, that you really do want to see um, Donald Trump in the White House again? Because let's be honest, these guys are the same. These are the people that, because of their um, both sides do it mentality, because of their, let's point out all the negatives that are going to inadvertently get Donald Trump reelected. And the House and the Senate are not going to go in the direction that's going to benefit the country. How in the hell are we going to get the things that these three fools are advocating that we should have if we don't have the right people in place. And and Ezra was, I'm, I, I'm sorry, dude, but you were way out of line in what you said. The Basically, the Democratic Party at the convention has, should have a brokered convention and let's throw up a bunch of names and see who lands and who we end up selecting. It, it just, I thought, why is he given a voice to say stuff like that? And And some of it's tied to, as I've said, Recently, and I'll say it again if they continue, the New York Times has lost its luster. It has because their headline last week about, you know, which was worse, Trump's comment about NATO or President Biden's age. And then, excuse me, then you have Ezra Klein making this kind of a statement about the Dems should do X, Y, Z with with uh, regard to our candidates, more specifically what we should do at the convention. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in a head-scratching mode on this, guys, and, and if, if, if the dots haven't lined up for you today, I apologize. But these folks have to be, they have to be called out because that, if they say that they want to see certain things happen a certain way with our politics, then their actions, their statements, their coverage, uh, their articles are only going to continue to create this division inside the Democratic Party, and I'm talking about all of us as voters and the leaders, to send us down this path that we're going to inadvertently elect Donald Trump. Be damn all the stuff that he's been, you know, um, indicted for and, and potentially will be convicted for and these fines and all the rest. So as I kind of end this segment, I just want to say to Charlemagne and to Ezra and to Killer Mike, Maybe you should listen to some of the voices like the Ellie Mastals of the world who can criticize and criticize with, with pinpointed accuracy, but not to the point where, they're, where he's saying some stupid stuff that's not relevant to us winning this big game, which is to make sure that we protect our democracy. So the number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we will be right back. It's Choose View with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hey guys, welcome back to Choose Views. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm, I'm I'm punching I'm punching on some subjects today that uh, were kind of, as I use the phrase, were kind of burning my biscuit because I wasn't happy about some of the things that people were saying, and then just had to, had to lean into that. So I got a number to ask everybody. Uh, does anybody know what the number eighty-seven thousand five hundred and two dollars represents? 
Uh, let's see if I can inspire a few people to call in with an answer. Um, but $87,502. I'm not going to tell you what that is. I think some of you guys are probably read between the lines. You know where I'm going with this and what it means. But that being said, um, let's grab a couple of quick calls. Let's go to Michael uh, here in Chicago. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Happy uh, Wednesday morning to you. Uh, thank you very much for having my call. You know, I spoke with you Monday, and you said you wanted me to come back and talk about uh, 16-year-old people pre-registering, which were the states. Did you want a list of the, of the 18 states that have 16-year-old kids Absolutely. pre-registering? Absolutely, because you, you, you took the assignment well. We know that Illinois is one of those. What are the other 17 states that, are, uh, that pr- provide that? Michael, go ahead. Sorry. Doing an alphabetical order, watch your state, uh, look for relatives or friends that live in the state so you can call them and tell them about this. Okay. All right. California, Colorado, Delaware, Washington, D.C., Florida, oh boy, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota. New York, oh boy, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Rhode Island, Utah, Virginia, and state of Washington, state of Washington. These are about 18 states that do have the 16-year-old pre-registration to vote. Hey, Notice Michael. that most of them are most pretty of, liberal. They're yeah, pretty liberal states. Yeah, so, so that's what I was about to lean into, and you said it kind of at the beginning of your, of your list, which, by the way, thank you for that. So... Uh, four of those states, Florida, uh, Louisiana, North Carolina, and Utah, are uh, red states. Okay? So here's the opportunity. Okay. Here's the opportunity, and you were kind of leaning into this. Here's the opportunity uh, in terms of the long game, and that is, are we going to move those states in a different direction in this upcoming election? North Carolina is probably the most likely state that could go blue, um, and that's that's from everything that I've been reading. But uh, unlikely for Florida, for Louisiana, and Utah. However, Louisiana has some pretty strong le- state legislators that are uh, uh, Democratic. And um, Utah is kind of interesting. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about Utah, but I, so I'm going to stop because I, I don't want to sound like I'm making um, uh, a projection here. But Louisiana has got some state legislators that are le- legislators that are blue. Florida, as as crazy as it sounds that they would have this law, a lot of it's, in my opinion, based on my visits to Florida, uh, there are pockets in Florida that are very progressive, strongly progressive. And so that that's, you know, one of the things that we've got to keep in mind with Florida. Um, and I think that changing who was governor there, getting a, a governor that's a little bit more sensible, whether it's a, a Democrat or, or just a more sensible Republican, if that exists for the state of Florida, could do some really good things there. So let me let me just tighten this up on what I'm trying to say. Earlier in the seg- early in the show, I talked about Democrats picking up some seats in the House, and when you talk about the long game and 16 year olds being um, pre-registering to vote. This is the opportunity in those states. If you do, to Michael's point, have family, friends, business associates, whatever, in these states, this is the opportunity to reach out to them and say, when you ask, what can I do? This is part of this. I, I I just thought of this in the moment, to be honest. This is part of the purple plan. When, if you got people in these areas, 
You need to reach out to them and yes. let, them, let them know. Did you know that your state in, of Florida, of Louisiana, of North Carolina, and of Utah allows for pre-registration for 16-year-olds? And I would then, I don't know this, Michael, and maybe this might be assignment part two, if those states have a 17-year-old voter to, to 18 by the, uh, the general election or not. I don't know if you know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. But my goodness. I do know the answer. Utah does have 17-year-old voting. Utah has it. What other state did you mention? Florida, Louisiana, uh, North, and North Carolina. Florida does not have 17-year-old voting. Keep going. What was the other one? Louisiana. Louisiana does not have uh, 17-year-old voting. And what was the other one? North Carolina. That's the last one. North Carolina does have it, so it's mixed. It's mixed. Okay. 17-year-old voting is unusual. We got two out of four. So this is this this yeah. is this is this is short range and long long range thinking. Sixteen year old voting reg, pre registration in these four states. Get your people who are in those states to be aware of that. If you got family friends, you know, get them on a Zoom call. Hell, get them on a Zoom call and say, "Listen, were you guys aware of the fact that your state allows for pre registration for sixteen year olds?" Okay, voting is voting, and we don't know that those sixteen year olds are going to vote blue necessarily. But what we want is their participation. And so that's off the top of my head what I would suggest you do if you've got folks in those states. Secondly, in North Carolina and Utah, 17-year-olds are allowed to vote um, in the primary and in the general if they turn 18 prior to the general. Is that correct? Is that the right language, Michael? Yes. In the primary, if they become 18 years old by the general election. Got it. Now, do you want me to listen? Very quickly, the seventeen, the seventeen-year-old voting states that can actually vote in the election coming up in one month. Uh, uh, there's uh, twenty-four states. I'll do it very quickly. Seventeen-year-old voting states. Yep, go for okay, it. Okay, here, here it is. Seventeen-year-old. All right, and there's some conservatives, some liberals. Alaska in alphabetical order. Alaska, Connecticut, Colorado, Delaware, Washington D.C., Hawaii, Illinois, Illinois. Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Mississippi, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Carolina, Ohio, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and a a very recent addition, but they won't vote to 2026, is New Jersey. They just passed a law two months ago. It's it's not for 24, it's for 26 New Jersey. I'm glad New Jersey has jumped on the bandwagon. Well, they've got a, a they've got a uh, half liberal, half conservative. You've got a mix here of uh, politics. Yeah. Half are conservative states, about half are liberal states. It's a mix. But that's okay. I want everyone to vote. And on this thing, I'm nonpartisan, you know? Yeah. That's that's the conversation that that we have to have. Eric and I, Eric Grant and I have talked about this on the family meeting, that it should be be, uh, mandatory that everyone of a certain age, and the age thing is easy to figure out, should be required to vote. Because then that takes away the the conversation any longer about um, lack of voter participation. But this is, as much as you and I are trying not to be partisan on, the 
17-year-old pre-registration and the 17-year-old voting, at the end of the day, there's only one party that is trying to be partisan and block and suppress voting, and it's not the one with the D behind their names. It's the one with the R behind their names. And so that's why I, I felt it was important, and I really appreciate Michael leaning into this and bringing the, bringing the receipts, as a phrase goes, on this. Um, so go ahead, Michael. Could I say one thing before uh, Bob? Uh, do you know about voter registration in Chicago? Do you know the two locations downtown in Loop that starting today are doing early voting thing in the Loop in Chicago? The two locations. There, is one it, is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One is. One is 191 North Clark Street. Right. 191 North Clark Street. The other is 69 West Washington. Yep. And that's where they've got city of Chicago offices, and you could vote there. You could register to vote or vote there if you live in the city of Chicago. This would be for people that are going to be out of town, especially uh, in March, on a vacation or something. But anyone can. If you're in town or out of town, you don't need any excuse. So for people that are tra- traveling business businessmen, or, or uh, if you're having a work assignment out of town, you could vote now, and it starts today. It was supposed to. T- it was supposed to start March. Uh, no, no, February fifteenth. But the court delayed it because of the, of the getting their names right on the ballot. The court delayed it to today. It was in the Tribune. It's on television. That today, those two locations are in effect. Okay, I missed that, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. 191 North Clark and 69 West Washington. Michael, have yourself a fantastic day today. Give us a holler if anything else pops up. Um, we definitely want to hear from you, okay? I'm going to do some more original stuff. I'm going to call you in a couple of days, maybe. Eh? You got you know? it. I'll be here. Thanks, Michael. Thank you very much. All right, man. Have a great okay, day bye-bye. today. Bye-bye. I love me some Michael. He's, uh, he's, he, this is, this is important to him. He's passionate about it. Um, we've got some callers. I see you guys there, but I don't want to miss this break because it's, it's a top of the hour break. Uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll definitely get, grab those quick calls. Um, the number is 773-763-9278. Choose Views. We'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey guys, we are back. Uh, Choose Views, 773-763-9278. Let's let's take a quick chat from, um, oh, you know what? No, I don't want to, I don't want to jump calls just yet. I want to, I want to lean into something that I've been uh, chatting about the last couple of days and um, uh, I, I made a commitment that I'd talk about this. Purple plan. Okay. So as it relates to things that we can do when we're in a blue state, now we can help those that are candidates running in in uh, more red leaning states or purplish states. Uh, I just want to provide you guys with some information. So let me put these glasses on so I can see. Uh, I mentioned last week that one of the states that are one of the Senate races that's critically important to uh, holding the Senate is the Arizona uh, Senate race. Um, Chris, Kirsten Cinema is uh, has, has moved to become an independent. So we know that that ultimately means that that seat um, is, is up for challenge. And uh, Carrie Lake has a slight lead on uh, House Representative Ruben Gallego. So here's some information um, as part of uh, things that we can do inside of the quote-unquote blue plan. And that is, I think, um, uh, I'm sorry, this is, this is what I want to share with everybody. Ruben Gallego was born here in Chicago. 
ways that you can help him, uh, and you'll see some continuity in what, in, in what I'm going to say about other candidates, is by going to the Act Blue website. That's where you can ta- you can um, tangibly help by contributing to his campaign. Okay, and you can do a single contribution, or you can do one that's um, uh, that's done on a, on, a, on a some frequency basis, monthly or whatever. You can choose that, and some of you probably are familiar with Act Blue and have been there already. So, part of the of the purple plan is let's start by going to. Act Blue to support candidates that are in purplish or even red um, uh, districts or states that are running for re-election. Ruben Gallego, slightly behind Carrie Lake, and that woman is not going to govern. She's going to get there and just be a lot. And that that's my abbreviation for the other that word that ends with it begins with a B and ends with an H. That's what she's going to do. She's going going back to chaos. She's going to create havoc, and she's going to spend a majority of her time talking about. What Joe Biden, I'm not Joe Biden, what Donald Trump, how Donald Trump should be the president. I mean, it's just going to be, it's, it's going to be nuts. Ruben Gallego not only has to be elected so that we have the numbers, but so that there's some sanity. Okay. So go to Act Blue where you can contribute. You can also go to GallegoForArizona.com, which is his site where you can learn more about him. You can read more about him and literally ask them, what can you do to help? Uh, you can also subscribe to his newsletter. And the newsletter is, uh, I, I took a peek at it and I went ahead and subscribed to it because uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, walk the walk. Um, let's see. You can reach his office in Arizona at area code 602-256-0551. And you can reach his congressional office in Washington, D.C. at area code 202-225-4065. So that's how you can help Ruben Gallego in his, in his uh, campaign. You can go to Act Blue and contribute. You can go to Gallego, and that's G-A-L-L-E-G-O for Arizona.com. And you can also subscribe to his newsletter. Moving to another important Senate race. They're all important. Um, but in this particular environment, these are particularly important. Senator John Tester, big John Tester up in Montana, a red state. Ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no purplish up there. Okay. John Tester, it will probably hopefully hold on to that seat. But there's some shenanigans that I've been hearing about what's going on up there. John Tester has done a great job in that seat. And kudos to him for being a senator in a red state, being a, being a uh, progressive senator in a red state. Um, you can also go to Act Blue and donate to his campaign there. You can also follow John Tester on Facebook. And again, that's an easy one. You can Google John Tester's name and pop up. Uh, what should pop up will be information about him. You can click on, obviously, the link and go to his Facebook page. Um, you can also subscribe to his newsletter. Newsletters are important because they, you know, obviously it's a message that the, the writer of the newsletter wants you to read. Uh, it's also a way for you to keep up to date on the things that they're actually doing. Okay? So you can subscribe to his newsletter. You can follow him on Facebook. And you can reach his Montana office um, in, in the Capitol, um, 406 
728-3003. And you can reach his Senate office in uh, Washington, D.C. at area code 202-224-2644. So those are the, the, that's how you can reach and follow and be involved with Senator John Tester's re-election. We need to hold that seat. In Ohio, Senator Sherrod Brown, Sherrod Brown, we've heard that's a, that's a name that many of you are from, are very familiar with. Um, some of that may be because he's here in the Midwest and also that Ohio is, is perpetually become a swing state since Bush two Bush two second, second term. Um, act blue, you can go to act blue and, and donate and contribute there. He has a newsletter as well. So clearly the newsletter is an important part of their communicating with their constituents and those who are, those of us that are part of the purple plan. Um, you can go to Sherrod, uh, com, and that's Sherrod is spelled S H E R R O D. That's his, the spelling, correct spelling of his first name, last name Brown. Um, in Ohio, you can reach him at area code two one six five two two seven two seven two, And in Washington, DC in his Senate office, you can reach him at area code two zero two 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 four. Six five two two. I'm sorry. Scratch that. Let me repeat that. You can reach him at area code two zero two 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 four two three one five. That's to reach Senator Sherrod Brown in his uh, D.C. office. Okay, uh, got a couple more. Um, Senator Chuck Schumer. Now, the reason that I'm bringing up uh, Senator Chuck Schumer in this conversation about the Purple Plan is because. He's the, as the phrase goes, he's the big daddy swinger right now in the Senate. He's our Senate leader, and he is the, um, the, the lead, he's the head of the Senate, Senate Majority Leader. Um, if there's a if there's a door you want to bang on, and I say that figuratively, or if there's a um, an office you want to call or a website you want to pay some attention to, it's his. You want to make absolutely sure, and you first of all, um, you can go to chuckschumer.com, and it's Chuck, and the last name is spelled S-C-H-U-M-E-R. You can go to his website and learn a lot about what the congressional, what the uh, Senate Democrats are doing, and I think you should do that so that you become more informed and you're aware of what's happening with issues. It's an opportunity also for all of us to lean into um, a Majority Leader uh, Schumer and just say, listen, we, we, how can we help? What can we do? We're out here in Illinois. We're, we've got two, two um, Democratic senators and in, in, uh, Tammy Duckworth. And um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, you all know who our senators are. And I just drew a blank. Um, uh, 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 gosh, darn it. I apologize, guys. But we've got two blue senators here. Those boxes are checked. But contact Schumer and say, Dick Durbin, uh, contact uh, uh, Chuck's office and say, hey, man, what can we do to help? We know we got our, 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 our seats are, are, are locked down here in terms of our Senate races. So let's not get lazy. We want to help you out. Reach out to, Ch- to Chuck's office. I'm just telling you, that's, this, these are simple things that we can do. Um, they may have phone calling bl- uh, banks. They may want you to do uh, postcards. Uh, I'm going to have on a... Um, uh, city Council, Naperville City Council uh, person um, probably next week to talk about what she's been doing. This is how our Purple Plan can work. 
Stop sitting and whining and wringing your, uh, clutching your pearls and wringing your hands and get involved. So to reach Senator, um, Senate Majority Leader uh, Schumer's office in New York, the number is 212-486-4430. And his office in D.C. is 202-224-6542. And of course, ChuckSchumer.com. I want you guys to pay attention to what the Senate is doing. Because after this Ukraine-Israel aid deal, the gloves will come off. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, uh, Minority Leader uh, uh, Mitch, Moscow Mitch, um, is playing kind of nice right now, but that's going to end once they get this deal done. I promise you that. Uh, You will see he and Chuck Schumer starting to go at each other. And it's election season, so that's understood. Um, But what I want you to pay attention to is what Mitch is going to be doing uh, as distractions. Um, and and I know that's going to happen just because of history, but I also know it's going to happen because that's how Mitch plays the game. I'm hoping that Majority Leader Chuck is up to the task. I'm certain he is because um, you know he's 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 a lot he's a lot more uh, he's got a lot more fighting than than he's given credit for. And oh by the way, nobody's talking about Mitch's age. Mitch is old too. I think he, what is he 83? Okay, so um, we we got to make sure that we re- we are replacing some of these Republican seats with democratic seats in the senate we can grow it if we're smart and yeah there's some tough races and yes we've got some some vulnerable seats if you will but that's why i'm leaning into the purple plan particularly with main, maintaining the senate and and getting the house back so uh what i what i what what sorry what i wanted to do today is to give you guys that information if you missed the numbers uh, give me a call. Give us a call here, and we'll, we'll uh, I'll get them to you. Um, I'm going to bring more um, more information next week on the Purple Plan and some other things that you can do, and how to reach other um, Senate and House offices. Calling them, how can we help? I'm in a, I'm in in a, in a blue area, and I want to be involved. That's that's what we have to do. It's on our shoulders to do that. So, uh, guys, we have this break coming up. After the break, I'll grab a couple of quick calls. The number is 773-763-9278. Choose, Choose Views will be right back. We're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, it's Hump Day. Uh, this is Choose Views. Thanks for sitting in and listening in to us this morning. Um, so Purple Plan, that's uh, day one of, of talking about and giving you guys some information that you can use to be involved and not sit back and go, oh my God, we can't, what, what's going to happen? This is our work. This, we can, we can control this. Um, a little bit of a little black history moment, Dr. Marion Croak. Um, for many of you guys don't know this, uh, she's got over 200, uh, patents and was recent and is one of few black women to be, um, placed in the inventors hall of fame. And, um, she, what has she done? Voice over IP. Look her up, Dr. Marion Crook, C R O A K. Check her out. You'll see. You'll and you'll you'll have that oh wow moment. But uh, I, I had uh, I had this a um, uh, little bit of knowledge I want to share with you guys. Um, okay, let's take some quick calls. Let's go to Dave. Uh, I believe in Dave from Hoffman Estates. Good morning. How are you, Dave? Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, Rich. The um when talking about the seventeen-year-old uh, voting, do they have to get parental consent? That is a great question, Michael. If you're listening, I don't know the answer to that, Dave. Um, but they, do they have to get consent to vote or to register to vote? 
to the kids signed up, you know, like that early to vote, you know, and that that's a great. So they can put out before they turn eighteen, type of thing. Because my purpose in asking that, you know, when you named after the select state that allow that, it's pretty good if you get parental consent at seventeen, you can join the military. Yeah, nationwide, you know, you can possibly fight and die for that freedom for these guys to vote, you know? <laughs> they, they bring you know, it. it should be, as, I've, as I say, that they could do the 17 year olds. Yeah. Sign up. That, that's an interesting perspective, Dave. I, I say oftentimes, um, and you probably heard me say it, um, there's parallel, there's perpendicular, and there's Dave, the angle. You're the angle streets. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the uh, Ogdens and the Archers and the Milwaukee's and the, uh, oh gosh, the Elstons in the Chicago metropolitan area. But no, you, that's a good point. That's a great uh, question. And Michael will, will probably, if he's still listening this morning, I bet you tomorrow he'll have an answer or sometime by the end of the week. So Michael, um, if you're listening, uh, we need to know what the parental um, uh, protocol is in terms of the the 17-year-old registering and actually voting. So that that but the Dave's Dave's point is well taken because yeah, you can with parent parental consent, you can go defend this country. But part of defending our country should be able should be being able to vote, don't you think, Dave? Correct. It's correct. So I believe the during Vietnam the, the the big gripe was these guys were 18 and whatever. They were good enough to go over and possibly die, but they couldn't buy a drink in the bar. Yep. There was a song by a, a British, uh, you guys are probably familiar with him, uh, British uh, musician, kind of uh, j- a f- jazz fusion. Uh, his name is Paul Hardcastle. And back in the early 80s, he had a song called 19, and it was about the average age of uh, a draftee. Um, during the Vietnam War. So it, it, that takes us back, you know, 40 years when that song came out. But it was very popular talking about what you just said. It's very well taken. I'm not real quick so you can get to these other stuff. The, when you mentioned about uh, Senator Tester, I also believe he was one of them that was uh, primary on that PAC Act for all the veterans that are utilizing that now. Yeah. So, yeah. And you mentioned about the I read something, he may not run. On the next one. Who, Tester? Mitch McConnell. I read something that he may, he may not even run on this next election. Well, that leaves a door open for uh, Cotton to become the Senate, um, let's call it minority leader, because we want to maintain the House, I mean, maintain the Senate. Uh, that's what I'm hearing, too, that he may not run. Um, yeah. I mean, hell, he's 83, and, he's old as hell, and he's got a heap of money. Uh, he doesn't need to run for any reasons that are... Uh, you know, be in the, in that in that lane, um, you know. I mean, he's got to be tired of dealing with this craziness. And 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 here's the thing: Do you think, Dave, that if if Mitch McConnell were to, uh, God forbid, uh, if Trump won and they took back the Senate, I don't think he's going to even want to work with Trump in that configuration. And he sure as hell not going to work with want to work with Biden if the if the Dems hold the Senate and get the House. Mitch is not going to want to be there anymore. What no, do you think? No. I think you're correct because I know, like you say, him and uh, Trump don't really have any good blood between them. And uh, another thing with McConnell, he also has this trouble. Remember, he's uh, stumbling and falling. Yeah. And, you know, he busted his shoulder up and then he had a bad concussion on the last one. And, gee, didn't they make a big thing about Hillary that one time when she was 50? She stumbled during the election, <laughs> the campaign. 
Yeah, the you know, the, 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 the guys had about three, you know. So yeah, I mean. But, um, and I, listen, uh, Dave, uh, the the whole thing around, around health, uh, the Democrats catch hell for their health and women catch hell for their for their health if they're on the left. Uh, but you can have somebody who's had who has a challenge with their health on the right and nobody's going to say anything about it. It's just because it's how divided, how partisan we are. Health impacts all of us. I didn't when when Mitch yeah. was was showing signs of weakness and, and ill health uh, last year. Listen. I was one of the first people that said on the family meeting and in just conversations and on social media, I don't want to see somebody. Look, I, I got 83-year-old men and women in my family. I want them to be able to go sit down and relax if their health is is preventing them from living health, in a, a healthy way. Um, so, you know, it, taking politics out of it, what disappointed me, Dave, when, when Mitch was having these uh, public struggles last year is that, who are the people that are around him saying, listen, uh, Senator, you need to go sit down. You know what I mean? At some point, you would yeah. think that would, because he was publicly showing that he wasn't healthy. Um, so right. anyhow, I, I just politically speaking, I hope that um, that doesn't have to be the case. And he does step down or decides not to run so he can go rest. You know, yeah. anyhow, you mentioned about age. Too. You got let's not forget you got Methuselah. Uh, class in uh, Iowa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he needs to go sit yeah. down. I mean, there's a bunch of them that, that need to go sit down. Men and women on each side of the aisle in the Senate, certainly, and, and there are some in the House. The House's average age is a little bit younger than the Senate, but I mean, just that that's something, and I know people could say, but Richard, so then are you saying that President Biden should go sit down? If his health isn't on par, and if there's something that's wrong with his health, then yeah, I'm not saying that President Biden should be unhealthy and run for president, but he hasn't shown that he's unhealthy and unfit to do the job. So Charlemagne the God yep. and Killer Mike and Ezra Klein, y'all can go kick rocks on that subject. So yeah, yeah. Grassley wasn't he the one that if uh, they were able to get Pence in the car to drive off, he was going <laughs> to sign off. <laughs> Let me close out with this, Richard, so you can get um, I got to thinking the other day that uh, about the Trump's mega Republicans and parties and their representatives and how they, they're poisoning America, you know, with that, with this weird way of thinking and, and their double talks and lies. It's a lot like uh, what the, the parasitic wasp. <laughs> the, the one that they either lay their eggs on a caterpillar or they, with the probe, it puts the inside of the caterpillar. But either way, when they hatch, they eat the host from within. Yep. Until it dies, you know, and the house being the host in a sense, you know. And if you let these kind continue, I mean, they'll, they'll be the death of our country, you know. That's, that's true. Dave, that is yeah. so well put. <laughs> Yeah. Coming from my, my, I thought you got others, Richard. I just thought I'd share these, these little tidbits again. So, all right, have right. a good day, buddy. You too, Dave. Bye. Be well. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Parallel streets, perpendicular streets, and Dave. That's that's how I look at it. Coming from the the unique angles. Um, let's. Uh, we got a couple minutes. Let's go to Diane real quick before we go to break. Hey, good morning, Diane. How are you? Oh, I've been better. You're, you are hearing what I say and translating my words, and I was so glad to hear you 
not be able to express yourself fully. Okay. Okay, I would... I would like, you're the black Asian dude from family meeting, right? That's me. Okay, why are you black, not Asian? Because I can see it. Well, I'm going to answer answer your question before you go too far down the rabbit hole on that one. It is an affectation. It's a nickname that that Eric gave to me. It's a long. It's okay. I it's a, love it. It's use a long it. story. Oh, I do. I, believe me, I don't need anybody's permission to use it. I do, and it's we have a lot okay. of fun with it because of the fact that right. there's, there's a great story behind it. But go ahead. Stop explaining. Okay, Richard, choose the news. Use your name. Okay. C-H-E-W-S. Okay. And you're reporting the actual news. Thank you. Not the media news. The media, we are not fighting against color. We're not fighting the mega people. We're fighting the dollars. And we're fighting the dollars because of Citizens United. And we can't fix that if the money gets in power. Okay. I want you to teach me two things. How to answer public comment, public comment periods from um, the government when they, they have to solicit when they're changing bills. There's one right now about getting rid of radios and cars because um, electric cars is a static or whatever. I know what I'm saying. I don't understand, but you can't have a regular radio in a car. And I have a regular radio, and my car is from 2013, and it's going to last me till I die. Okay. There is also, I want to know the difference between the United Nations and NATO, um, only because... I'm too stupid to <laughs> to figure, to keep going. Let me keep going. Because right now, all the Muslims are going to vote, either not vote or vote for Trump. Okay. Um, only and this, I know this because my Muslim neighbor asked me if he could pass for Catholic. Well, okay? let me let me let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna press breaks on that for a second, Diane. Um, whenever anybody, okay. left, right, or in the middle, makes a statement, makes certain statements, I'm always gonna say, "Hold on a second, because you said right. something. You, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Yes. And that's that's yes. th- this is my show, so I get to say, "Let me finish," respectfully. The, yes, sir. the statement that every Muslim is going to vote for Trump or not vote at all is not. I, I'm looking for the facts and the data right. to back that up. Right. I don't I'm not looking for anecdotal a neighbor here, a group here in, in, in Dearborn, Michigan. We understand right. Right. we understand that there are a large number of folks who are dissatisfied in that community about what's happening in the Middle East and how the United States uh, is still funding Israel. I get that, but it is irresponsible for any of us to say that all of any group is going to do a particular thing without the facts and the specific data to back that up. So, Diane, as much as I appreciate your calls and your information, when I hear something that didn't line up with the facts, you know, that you you, you got to expect I'm going to bring you the smoke on that one. Okay? Okay. But the media 
slash Citizens United is saying it, not the actual news on CPT. No, I get that, but you referenced an anecdotal okay. of your neighbor, so I had to I had to step into that, Diane. I I got I, 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 that's just how I how I how I go about approaching okay. this, and I think our other All listeners right. will appreciate the fact that we have to we have to be. We have to, as progressives, hold ourselves to a higher standard when it comes to that. Okay, right. And I'm trying to get you there. So I'm already there. Di- I'm already there, Diane. Okay. Okay. So the Muslims, however, because there's good Jews and bad Jews, whatever. There's good blacks and bad blacks. Careful, whatever. Di- careful, Diane. <laughs> I'm trying to let me get there. The difference between NATO and the United Nations, I don't understand. And that religious group, matter of fact, half of, everybody's picking on Biden for not saying ceasefire. And all words have meanings that we don't understand. United Nations is comprised of states, which is really countries. Um, but... Biden is going for sanctions. I think I have this in the right place. Going for sanctions against Israel because ceasefire means something in the United Nations. And not knowing what it actually is, I'm calling it the Supreme Court um, because they have the legal power. I see NATO as the people with guns. And they have to be paid for. So, and, I, and so I've got a little bit of I've got a little bit of research to do, and I will. I know that there's a couple of our okay. cub reporters out there that will help. So, Diane, I'm going to I'm, okay. I'm going I'm I'm uh, okay. to jump to a I'm going to jump to a couple quick callers because we blew through a break. Thank and you. We will, we will do our best to answer some of those questions. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Henry Seizure calls you guys, but he's got to take me to a break. So we'll be right back. It's Chew's View with Richard Chew on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Guys, I don't want to forget to uh, to give my shout-outs today to Indy Armour, to Ebony, to Liz, uh, to Leslie, Rita, Tara, Amy, uh, Rockstar. Hey, just I, I like to give these out. Calamity. You guys are kind enough to um, to hit us on social, so I have to be respectful and appreciative of that. Uh, we got some calls we got to get to, so let's start off with uh, Paul calling from Seattle. No, Paul. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome. Yeah, how's it going, Richard? Um, so about seventeen-year-old voting, uh, it, whether they need parental consent would depend on the state legislature where they live. Okay, because. They wouldn't have. It's not a federal. Yeah, they don't have a constant. Right. It's a federal. No. It's a state. It's a state determined um, uh, uh, bit of legislation. So then the state would govern what the parents' requirements are. Is that what you're saying? Right. Because it, they would still have to be 18 to vote in federal elections, like for their congressional representative or for the senator. They couldn't vote no if they were 17. But they could vote for the, for people in the state legislature. And they could vote for, uh, you know, people, city council, wherever they live. They could vote no's elect. But now that's fine because, um, and that's why the other thing about the comparison about, you know, when you're in Vietnam, uh, you can get drafted, but you can't drink. That also is a miscomparison because the the age of majority for alcohol is also a state and still is a right. state law. That's why guys um, across so, the state, remember when you were growing up in, uh, in Michigan, 
And uh, do I? <laughs> I came up. Hey, Richard, I came of age three times in Michigan. <laughs> I was eighteen, and then they raised it to nineteen, and I had to wait like two weeks, and then they raised it to twenty-one, and I had to wait like a year and a half. <laughs> I remember that too, man. I was like, thank God I went to California to go to college because at the point that that happened, I was like, you know, out West, but anyhow. <laughs> now, Paul, listen, it, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it always was, though, in federal jurisdiction, you had to be 21. Like if you were on an airplane, you still had to be 21. Right. To, to drink alcohol on an airplane. So, yeah, the federal government could draft you when you're 18. But it was up to your state, and the only reason it got, well, it got raised up to 21 again and almost, well, I think it was in every state, is because the federal government under the Constitution says can promote the general welfare, which means promote means spend money. And so they, they passed a, a, a law, it was uh, Dole versus South Dakota was the case, mm-hmm. that um, states had to decide whether to raise their drinking age back to 21 or they risk not getting uh, federal highway funds. Wow. I mean, you know, and that's why you're, you're scary yeah. because you're, I know you're the encyclopedia on a lot of, I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. That's why, that's why they all one at a time started raising the, the drinking ages because mm-hmm. if you don't get federal fi- highway funds, your roads are going to be in trouble in a big hurry. Yeah. So uh, now the other thing about 17, you know, now just think about this. I, I I, I'm on the fence. I'm dubious about it just for this same, this reason is, is this going to be a proxy vote of the parents? You know, parents say, hey, is, you know, the parents that say you live in my house, you live under my rules. Well, right. you live in my house, you're going to vote the way I tell you. Well, okay. And that, okay, so let's try, let's, let's play that out for a second. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's a great question. You, neither of us know the answer to that question. No. However, this is where I think that the Democratic Party, progressives, liberals, whatever, combined, have an opportunity mm-hmm. to be messaging on items that are important to those 16, 17, 18-year-olds as their mm-hmm. lives are starting to go forward. Eric talked about this, gosh, it was he, uh, back in the, during the midterms, um, this most recent midterm in 2022, about what is it that the Democratic Party is doing from a messaging standpoint to reach those vo- those younger voters, and he was talking about voters that are had already come of age that were in their early twenties. I think it's yeah. an opportunity to to wedge, so to speak, that potential proxy vote from their parents, whether it be a left or a right voting parent. But left, but mm-hmm. by informing the kids, I must say that respectfully, that then they're voting on issues that are important to them. I don't know. What do you? Right. Well, I I'm persuadable on. On this, I just brought it up, and like you say, we can't know because it's an individual, uh, you know, it depends on the household. But, yeah, if the Democrats were to um, start approaching, there are important issues for high school kids. For instance, like, do they have enough books in their schools? Are the kids, you know, there are things in the schools that the kids realize. We don't have enough books for uh, all the kids. They don't have, sometimes, a lot of places, they don't even have books at all anymore. Do you believe that? They don't have textbooks at all. <laughs> Everything is done by by notes that the teachers make, and you cannot learn that. You cannot learn to read that way. No, try try, try this you out. You just though. can't. You have to learn. You have to learn how to use a book. Uh, different kinds of books. You can't just say, "Well, here's the word," and and then they have it on Google. Um, what is it? Google Classroom. And it's like, wait, Google is teaching our kids. Yeah. I mean, this is this is outrageous. You got to have textbooks that are edited by educators. 
and uh, written and edited by educators who, who know how to write books. You just can't send them to Google Classroom and say, uh, here's the information, because they just can't. But that, so those issues could be, yeah, there are issues that, that teenagers could be, you know, if the Democratic Party got out and did that, then they would be bringing up a young generation of voters, which is what you need to affect change, because obviously the interests are going to be different. Uh, generation and, to generation and age group yeah. to age group. And that's yeah. why what Mike and, and Paul, thanks for thanks for the, the, the call and thanks yeah. for the data. That's why what Michael was saying, well, not what he was saying, but when, he, when we lined out the number of states that the four who had the 16-year-old registration, any of the states that have 17-year voting to 18, um, that's why it's important for messaging from the from the DNC and from the administration and across the board in state legislatures that are red. I'm sorry, that are blue. That they must have a message that reaches those voters. Particularly, when you look at education. What Paul just said about books, man, that that's so important because if they're not having the opportunity to read the things that are going to allow them to be more informed in the classroom, then they they're left to, unfortunately. The, you know their own devices. So, great point uh, from Paul. We got to grab a couple quick calls before this next break. Let's see if we can talk to Rick real quick. Um, Rick, where are you calling from? I am in Clearwater. I'm a Chicagoan and I'm a transplant. I'm down here in Clearwater, Florida, right now. What's you doing down in and, Florida? Oh, I'm defrosting. <laughs> and but today it was not like that. I actually had to put on a flannel shirt. Oh, it was so chilly. It oh, dropped down to a bone chilling 50. Man. But the sun is coming out and it's going to go somewhere in the 70s at some point today. So why you gotta do I that always to, like to rub that in. Why you got to do that to us, man? Why are you going to call in here, Rick, and just like make us feel oh. bad about stuff? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's part of the, you know, it's part of why I moved down here. I do that to my friends all the time and give them an update on the weather. Well, you know, I, and, I have to salute and, you and thank you for calling in. I really appreciate that the station appreciates callers from all over it so I'm, I'm greatly appreciative to you for that oh you're very welcome and hopefully this little um food for thought that i give you also contributes to the show um two things you were talking about um uh politicians that just um their whole campaign the last caller was talking about roughly that um it's mostly all just slander and they need to stick to the issues and and, and talk about where they stand on issues not muckraking and that and and i think that that's very important um andy rooney from 60 minutes had the used to float the idea that campaign money should come from the federal government and once you break certain rules, like going into um, slandering somebody's record or um, saying things like Jewish space lasers are threatening us or Hillary Clinton's emails, just all these unfounded gobbledygook. Once you start doing that, you start you losing funding. funding. Boy, that, listen, and, that, <laughs> yeah, they think that would clean it up, huh? That would clean it up, and the re- and that is the first step towards the ultimate goal. And this this goes towards another caller who talked about um, those uh, wasps that are parasites <laughs> and eat people from eat other bugs from the inside out. The true parasite, he was. I respectfully disagree. The parasite isn't necessarily Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, the Republicans. Technically. 
it is the corporations. And if we get their money, their influence out of campaign financing, um, so they don't have any leverage, the businesses stick to business, um, and then this way, politicians aren't beholden to them. And then once we get that done, the next thing we need to do is break up these big corporations. Like when I was a young man and we broke up my bell. Oh yeah. I remember. Remember when we did that? Now we're back. We're we're back to it again, where one or two corporations, (laughs) there used to be something like 50 or 60 different news stations right throughout the whole country and now there's something like five fcc bill and and the and the people blame it on clinton but it was really bush one and reagan started the conversation in his second term and so reagan started it reagan really started right. it. i mean it's it's and, and and rick one of the things i wanted to partner with you on when you were talking about um uh getting corporations out of the political conversation i.e citizens united i.e scotus this is where right. this is where i will shake my finger at folks who sat out of the 2016 election, folks who didn't vote, at, you know, who sat out, didn't vote, but people who voted for the third party candidate and those who bought the, bought the, the, the hype and drank the Kool-Aid about 45. Y'all didn't listen to Hillary Clinton and you and, right. and she was right about right. everything. And in particular, the Supreme Court, because now we might be a generation away from being able to actually affect Citizens United. However... However, if we do the right thing and President Biden we can, gets reelected and we hold the Senate, if not grow it, and keep the House, here's what can happen. Thomas, Clarence, stuffy face, who looks like he's always in, got, got uh, indigestion, could be in a situation where he may have to step down. His health, Hopefully. we don't know quite where it is. And it's also not inconceivable that Alito's ready to go. We don't know this. But right. what I'm saying is, with Biden in, in the White House, and we keep the Senate and grow it and, and, and flip the House, that's two seats potentially that could be open in the Supreme Court. And that would be huge if President Biden did, doesn't decide to expand the Supreme Court. Rick, I... Don't well, here's the problem. Go ahead. Real, real quick, if I may. The problem with all that is, is that Biden, just like President Obama, no matter how great he was, they still represent those big corporations. And until and I, that's why I say two things. We need to do the campaign finance reform, yeah. and we need to start marching. We yeah. need somebody out there, somebody charismatic, somebody like a Dr. Martin Luther King, or, or somebody to lead us. I'm too old for those type of things. I'm almost 60. but And, and I have done my marching in the past and have people throw things at me and spit at me. But we need somebody who's going to put themselves out there. And we, if we would have gotten a lot more done, if we start people marching by the millions coast to coast, because that's what it's going to take to break up these big corporations. They're fighting us tooth and nail on health care reform, yep. on the, uh, 
the military and our budget on um, on alcoholism. On I, I have diabetes. They're fighting us on infrastructure. Rick, they're fighting us on infrastructure. The corporations are, and they're, they're fighting on everything. They're, and they're direct benefactors, depending on the type of business. But all the stuff, any any business in a, in a manufacturing sector has the transportation is a part of their their DNA. So you're right about I that. Challenge. I challenge, I challenge your listening audience with this. You, I challenge you. You cannot find one social ill that a corporation does not benefit from, directly or indirectly, from teen pregnancy to alcoholism to my diabetes. They profit off of it. They are the true parasites on our society. Hey, Rick. Man, I got to go to a break, but call us back. Okay. I love what you got to say. I want to partner with you on your observations. I'm going to let you go right now. Have a great day down in Florida. I'm jealous as hell. 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. I know we've had a load of calls, and I apologize if I didn't get to you quickly enough. Give us a call back. If not today, make a note, put a sticky note by your phone or, or wherever and give us a holler tomorrow if you had something to say that we weren't able to get to you quickly enough. Um, I'm thankful that you guys have something to say. And uh, I, I really appreciate all the, all of you in your calls and support. Uh, let's go to Al. Al, where are you calling from? And welcome to Choose Views. Uh, good morning, Richard. Uh, good to talk to you. Thank you. I. I wanted to make a, a point about what you said earlier. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, races and making us aware of some of the major races and to, to call uh, our representatives. And And what I wanted to say is that uh, we, we're an army, and we have to be talking to the people that we know at these uh uh, where these different races are in, in Texas or in California or Georgia. And, uh, uh, those people that, you know, have our like, you know, are like minded that we can talk to and make sure they are aware of the, of the races going on and, and, uh, 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 you know, to get the vote out. Um, um, that, and I have a few more things to say about that. Well, you're, you're, first of all, you're right. And, and part of my goal with the purple plan, if you will, is to, is to first start with us. You know, my whole thing is foundation. Let's get us right first. Let's mm-hmm. get us right, and you're and you're right on. I love what you said. We're an army, and then mm-hmm. let's let's assign our our lieutenants and our and our others to certain work in certain areas, and that's the purple plan. What mm-hmm. reaching out to people that we know, um, business associates, friends, family, all the rest in other areas, in other districts, and frankly, mm-hmm. other states, and say, listen, th- here's what's here's what y'all got to do, and I'm here to help. And that's why I'm going to continue, and I hope you, you, you can appreciate this. I'm going to continue to provide these numbers. I'm going to continue to provide these websites and these newsletters and encourage mm-hmm. folks every week because we got to get this across the finish line successfully. Correct. You know, um, and then it's making the information about what is happening in these districts available. I know Bella Palula had some, has some of them. But it doesn't go down to the local races enough, so I don't necessarily know what's going on in those districts. And we have to have a, a website or somewhere where we can go to find everything. Uh, we had somebody call into Tom yesterday and from Georgia who 
uh, wasn't aware of of the races uh, uh, that were happening around uh, her. Yeah. And, and and then my my brother is in Leesburg, Georgia, right now, and and there's a, a race for the uh, sheriff there. I see the signs out there, and I can't even. Uh, it was hard for me to find even information on which is the best candidate to vote for there. Yeah. And so it's all it, it it's somehow finding ways to get the information out. Well, I'm going to continue. Uh, so I'm going to say a couple things. Al, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing in terms of presenting the information that I have and that I'm, that I'm researching. And in, and in, the, in the situations where we may not have as a broad of uh, amount of information on some of those local races, um, you know, I will lean into that. And I'm looking at, you know, um, how a website can be designed so that we have the ability to, to post that information and send people to it. So that's on my dartboard. It's been on my dartboard since, you know, the started the show a couple of weeks ago to have mm-hmm. a, a repository, if you will, where folks can go to and we can direct people. So for example, then you would be able to say, Hey, go to this website. There's a bunch of information there of how yeah. you can help. So I'm working on it, Al. I promise you that. Um, my, 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 uh, the folks that are close to me know I'm, I'm trying to get that put together. So, um, oh, very good. That's, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah. you bringing, uh, bringing that to the, to the conversation this morning as a pleasant reminder that we, that it will help be helpful. So mm-hmm. give us a call back, Al. I, I greatly appreciate your comments this morning and the importance of knowing what, knowing what's going on in, in some of these smaller races, but significant to the overall structure of our elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, smaller races and bigger races in the other, other areas, because it's just, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that we can talk to, and, and, and I'm not good, good at it myself, uh, uh, but it's just getting out there. You know, I post things on Facebook to people I know and talk to a few cousins, but it's just, you know, you just got to be, be, you know, talking to everybody. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Al, for your yeah. call today. Enjoy your Wednesday hump day, and uh, make sure to give us a call back. Thanks for calling Choose Views. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. I, I must have... Uh, I had to get a sip of, uh, of my little iced coffee this morning. Wow, Henry, what a track meet. And I know that some folks did not get a chance to uh, to get through, and I apologize for that, but you know the number. It's 773-763-9278. You guys got to give us a holler tomorrow and the rest of the week. All right, I want to finish up with this today. It's something that um, was posted, and I, and I think you guys should, as we are in this fight, as Al just said, um, you guys may be familiar with the journalist uh, Brian Karam, K-A-R-E-M. You can Google him and look him up. But let me just put this on you guys as we wrap up today. Something that he posted. Let me roll into you. Number one, Trump lost the 2020 election. Number two, Trump lied about losing. Number three, Trump lost in court 60 times, appealing the loss. Trump has been indicted in four different jurisdictions. Number five, for 91 felonies. Trump lied about having classified documents, said that he was entitled to them. Then he lied and said that he didn't have them. And now we found more. Trump owes nearly $500 million from civil court decisions against him. Trump was impeached twice. And by all measure, Trump has got all the uh, characteristics of a con man. 
Trump has been adjudicated as a rapist and in, and and a fraud in civil court. So to all the maggots that are out there and for even some of those who are kind of center left that are trying to say like Katie Turr, should we be doing this now? Is it fair? This isn't a witch hunt. It's not the deep state. It's Donald Trump who caused all of this by his own actions or inactions. He won't denounce Putin for Alexei Navalny's death. So I'm putting this in the context of what Brian Karam said, and I'm putting this in the context of my ancestors. Am I exhausted? I'm not exhausted from all this at all. I don't have the right to be exhausted because I stand on the shoulders of my ancestors who fought for civil rights, who fought for this country in, in great measure. So I'm not exhausted. And just like Brian Karam says, um, we need to make sure that we gird ourselves, we put some steel in our spine so that we're ready for this fight, like uh, Al just said, in terms of us having an army. If you're exhausted now, imagine how exhausted you will be with another four years of Trump in our White House. Just imagine what that would be like. So stiffen up, folks. we got some work to do. This is Choose Views. I thank you guys for being with us today. The number is 773-763-9278. Stay tuned for Stephanie Miller, Tom Hartman, Joan Esposito, and Patty Vasquez. You guys have a great day.